Boys, girls, it's still to choose. You chasing a bit of country and western wear with a bit more style, a bit more flair, a bit more sass. Countryduds.com.au have got you covered. From flannies to t-shirts to trucker caps, they've got it all. Go and check them out. They've even teamed up with me to bring you the ultimate Sunday outfits. Every month, new Sunday outfit comes out. Get around it. Wrap your body in it today. Countryduds.com.au Boys, men, fellas, blokes, are you chasing some accessories, some fashion accessories? That's right, lads. Go and check out aemanstore.com. These guys have got you covered. From wedding bands, to general male rings, to flick lighters, to necklaces. Honestly, these guys are going to bring you more class than a teacher. Fellas, spruce yourself up. Make the missus go, whoa, baby, come at me. aemanstore.com. Ball bags and front bumps. You want a new boat, but you can't afford it. Why not make the old boat look brand spanking new? Jump on boatratmafia.com.au. These guys got you covered. They have got ready-to-go wraps. Punch in your measurements of your boat. Pick a design. Bing, bada, boom, they'll send it out to you. Want something custom? Send them an email. Boatratmafia.com.au. All right, boys, girls, to choose. Blind man Dan's poor sight. Poor bastards running into objects in the broad daylight. Blind man Dan's now live. This is a hazard. So nut sacks and front cracks, listen up, enjoy the ride. Boys, girls, it's still to choose. Welcome back to another episode of the Blind Man Dan podcast. Guys, legends, champions, I'm sorry. I have dropped the ball. I've dropped the ball. I've missed out on last Friday's podcast. I've missed out on Wednesday's podcast. But look, I've got a good reason, right? I've got a good excuse. I had to go and save the world, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I did. So I got invited down to Serena last week to film a commercial. Film a commercial for a company called Cattle King. Now, Cattle King supply uh, feed for for cattle and horses. Anything to do with, you know, animals. So they specialise in salt licks and um, feed blocks and pallets and all sorts of fancy shit. Pretty much they, they do KFC for cattle, okay? Anyway, I went down there and it turned into, hey, Dan, do you want to come to Burktown with us? And I said, why? What's going on in Burktown? He goes, we're going up to Burktown to take a heap of donated stuff up and do do flood relief. I said, what flood? What flood in Burktown? What are you talking about? Anyway, I uh, jumped on the old social media, jumped on Facebook, typed in flooding in Burktown, and holy shit balls, Jesus, the town was underwater. And it was underwater in a big fucking way. And I said to him, I said, how is this not known? How is, the, how is this not on mainstream media? I haven't heard nothing about it. I haven't even seen it pop up on really on Facebook, unless you search it. And there goes, it's absolute devastation. Approximately 50,000 head, head of cattle lost. Total stations just swept away, washed down the river. Lives have been destroyed. It's, it's mammoth what's going on up there, and no one knew about it. And uh, anyway, my mate said, um, Matty, and my mate Warren at Cattle King, they have banded together and they want to send up a heap of uh, road trains with hay, uh, salt licks, uh, feed, pallets, anything they can do to try and help these farmers out, get them back on track. And I went, fuck you, I want to be part of that. They wanted me to go up and just, you know, be me, film the whole thing. And, uh, Show the world what we're gonna what we're gonna try and do and see who else we can get on board. So it was a crazy week. I had to go and film a commercial first at the uh, Dipman's Bull Pit. That was a lot of fun. Met Troy Dunn, Mad Dog. 
Um, Jason Dittman, the owner of you know Dittman's Radio and uh, the Bull Pit, <laughs> this awesome bunch of lads. I'm not sure how they they didn't know how to take me when I first got there. You got this bloke in this bright yellow suit, and uh, you know you know me, I'm just a larrikin. I'm not that serious. So um, we got into it. We filmed this commercial, and God I had a cracking day. The bulls there are nuts. They are fed on Cattle King products, and I can tell why because you know they're only a day old and they're huge. Freaking huge. They box some cowboys and bastards. That was a good experience heading out there and see, seeing those wild bulls. I tell you what, they got awesome names too. One of them was Crack the Latch, and they called one Pretty Boy. I don't, I don't really get that because that fucker was not pretty. But anyway, each to their own. So after the Dipmans, we had to get back into Serena, and it was just full bore. I was this flat strap on the phones, uh, trying to get donations. I needed donations from people, and it was it was a hard task, I can tell you. But um, stuck at it, stuck at it, and all I could manage to do was get a heap of small businesses to help us out. The big guys, the big companies, the multi-million profit companies did not want to help us out. They said, oh, yeah, we can't really do that much at the moment. I'm like, So that was, it was hard. It was really hard. But, you know, huge shout-out to the small companies that came forward. You you guys are the are the heroes here. That was unbelievable. You know, I even had just general tradesmen, just, just blokes on wages, you know, um, by no means rich man, but they came forward and they gave a good substantial amount of money to, to the cause to try and help us get up there and fuel these road trains. So we end up having two road trains, full, full to the brim. We um, Cattle King just did a full road train of all their stock. You know, God, it, there must have been a couple of hundred thousand dollars worth of gear on this truck that Cattle King donated. It was nuts. And he paid for all the fuel. I couldn't get a fuel company to come forward. We had... A very major fuel company say, yep, yep, we're keen, we're so keen, we want to get on board with this. And they sent us through a um, they sent us through a checklist of what we had to do for them if they were going to sponsor us. Fuck me swinging. I just better had to give them one of my kids. They asked for that much. But I said, look, if you're going to sponsor the fuel for this, because, you know, it's going to cost us uh, like 10 grand in fuel to get the trucks to um, Burktown and back. And I thought, nah, if they're going to do that, I'll, you know, I'll shout it from the rooftops that they're, they're helping us. So we agreed to their terms and conditions and they came back and they offered us five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. I couldn't freaking believe it. I was blown away. I don't know what they thought these uh, road trains were gonna run on, but they weren't gonna run on five hundred bucks. That wasn't gonna get them to the top of the range. So very disappointing um that they fell through like that. But Warren owner of cattle king he said margaret here boys here's my fuel cards go nuts let's get it done so not only did he fork out you know all that money in worth of uh stock he didn't he didn't fit the fuel bill for this as well so then i had the small guys come forward i had the local bakery the local butcher in serena supplies of all the food we needed to get up there and back um i had businesses right down to brisbane you know um donate money buy feed buy a pallet of feed to take up. I had a, uh, a young contracting, power contracting company. Um, you know, he's not, not a very big show, but he, he bought a whole uh, trailer load, half a trailer load of hay. Tollsworth Hay and Grazing, they donated two trailers, you know, two and a half, uh, one and a half trailers of hay. It was it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable watching the, the small community come together and it was very, it was very heartwarming to see. So we, uh, we hit the road Friday morning by this stage, I am pumped, I am ready, I am just peeking to get on the road and get, get some laughs happening, but 
me boy Matty, <laughs> me, me mate Matty was he was peaking, but he was peaking different to me. He was stressed. He had a lot going on. He put a he put a lot on his shoulders. Being being the manager of Cattle King, he definitely took the brunt of all this and and organising and being the face and the voice of it all. And uh, he was stressing. So me being me, did my best to calm him down. I'll, I'll play you a bit of a bit of a thing I said to him just to try and <laughs> try and calm him down. Didn't didn't work out that well. So Matthew, how are you feeling, mate? <laughs> mate, I'm just on edge, right? You're a bit on edge. Well, what's going on, buddy? Talk to me. Well, this is an open car. Years ago, I was in a mining accident. Yeah. I fucking now suffer very badly from claustrophobia because of it. Okay. Now, the clutter and just having so much around me in the car, I just feel very restricted, and I fucking really just want to stand outside the fucking car, and it's just my anxiety's up. I'm frustrated. I just need. To, Settle into this trip. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I actually do think we need to stop and actually talk about um, the riding on shampoo and conditioner bottles too. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's too small. It's just too, too small. small. It's just too small. Look, I don't understand. Like, I don't know we've got a lot going on here. We've got cattle dying on it. But come on, can we just, just five minutes about the shampoo and conditioner? You know, whoever came up with that idea to like this whole fancy bottle of all the list of everything it's got, but then make the main fucking thing we want to know about the thing. What it is, make that the smallest part and hide it. You know, like you pretty much need a QR code to find out what the fuck the cut is. Yeah, but if you actually have a proper look at it, yeah. shampoo in the bottle, the bottle stands right way up and the label's right way up. Conditioner, if you turn the bottle upside down and then the, the label's right way around. So you just quick glance at it and if the fucking nozzle's pointing to your head and you can read the writing because it's right way up, you know it's conditioner. If you grab the shampoo and tip it upside down and the writing's upside down, you know it's shampoo. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, well, look, we, we probably did push Matty a little bit to the limit of that. Um, we could have toned it down a bit, but anyway, you live and learn, and we did learn a little later to tone it down a bit. Um, pretty much after we dropped the stuff off in, in Burktown, I had to bail. I had to get back to Townsville to my baby, so I uh, didn't get a chance to, you know, say goodbye to Matty. Uh, before we took off so i gave him a call today just to touch base see how he's doing and his thoughts on the whole thing so here's what maddie had to say today guys all right guys i've got maddie maddie ferguson tate from cattle king on the line bungee how are you yeah pretty good how you doing i'm bouncing back mate how you how you bouncing back after that big epic trip up north oh i tell you what i just needed a night's sleep when i got home yeah can relate holy moly done some k's didn't we certainly did what was the uh, what was the highlight of the trip, mate? Oh, mate, I think the highlight was rolling into Gregory there the first night, and then rolling into Bucktown the following night. Yeah. Day. It was uh, a bit of mixed emotion, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Still, yeah. still looking back over the photos. You look at it, and you get a bit choked up, eh? It's very heartbreaking. Uh, some footage is coming through of the Cattle King product. Um, the cows are flocking to it. Yeah, I see the. Um one of their fatter fasters on the on a skid steer there earlier and oh mate didn't even get a chance to put it on the ground and they'll go and have a good go at it. They were all around him, yeah. So what did you you adjusted that um fatter faster and those those um licks a little bit, didn't you, for the conditions up there? No, no, we were going to, but then I spoke to a nutritionist, um, and she said it's what we've got is pretty well perfect. So just leave it as it is and we'll have at it. Yeah, right, and they were happy with that, eh? Well obviously yeah, the cattle are happy yeah. with it, they're into it. Yeah, well, they need the potassium and they need they need the magnesium just to help, you know, after being 
in the conditions they've been in for so long that magnesium will really help with their bone structure and they also need a lot of calcium because they've been probably calcium deficient but then that that country up there is phosphate deficient at the best of times so we made sure we had all that on board but then we also made sure we had our Bogatec on board which is an isophonic which that just helps with gut health that helps get their rumens working and being able to digest the green grass into into a usable protein and with the conditions they've been through, it would have killed all the bugs in their first room, and so they, it, nothing really would have worked. It just once going onto that that green grass after not having a feed, they just would have scoured out, and they prop, they would have went backwards and died if they didn't get that that Bovitec into them. Yeah, right. So they've lost you know, tens of thousands of head now. Are, you, are they expecting more to be dying off over the next few weeks, just from a bit poor condition, or? Yeah, mate. Look, if they if they don't get lick into them, if they don't get the right the right feed into them now, they'll they'll just they'll keep falling away. They'll like they'll even get pneumonia and die because they've been stranded that long. They've lost all their body fat, so they've, they've been like going outside in the middle of winter without your coat on. You know they've got no body fat to keep them warm. So you really need to start the, the, that development again to get that that fat that fat cell back growing on the animal. Yeah, especially coming in the winter now. It was, it was actually cool of the night times up there already, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's quite cool up there overnight, even when we're up there in the swags. Yeah. yeah. So mate, rolling in, or seeing all those dead cattle there, holy moly, that was um, that was an eye opener for me. I know it's something you've been through before in the uh, Julia Creek floods, but friggin' hell, mate, that was emotional to see that. How'd you handle that? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sarah and I pulled up and I had a bit of a cuddle and broke down a bit, but that was just that was more just the stockman in me, eh? Like working on the land my whole life and. Yeah. Oh, you, you've got to be you've got to be cold hearted if that doesn't touch you, like. Yeah. Whether 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 you're stalking or not, or just a genuine human being, like seeing that shit just rips your heart. You know, it's it's funny. It's it's such been it's such an eye opener for me to do that trip. Uh, in the way of seeing what you cattlemen, like you, you you actually feel for the animal. It's not just a piece of steak to you, a bit of money. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's you just it's do. A living thing. Yeah, you just do feel for that animal. And well, look, as a stockman, it is our duty to to make sure that that. The welfare and the health of that animal is on point at all times. Yeah. Whether rain, hail, or shine, that's our job. And you know, we care for the welfare of that animal, and we care for that animal. Whether it's whether it's a pet dog or a cow in the paddock, that's that's just a, you know everyone thinks. So many people are so close-minded and think we're, we're barbaric and everything for what we do, but we still we still love our job and we still love love our animals. Like we still care for them yep. as if it was our own pet dog and. Walking up onto one of those banks where those cattle were, like you could tell they didn't lay down. They were pushed over because some of those animals were laying on their back with their feet in the air. So they'd been pushed over and knocked over by like a stampede of cattle just trying to get, trying to like it was survival mode for them. And yeah. when you looked at it and studied it, it was bloody heartbreaking. It was very heartbreaking. That was, um, yeah, that that definitely hit me in the feels seeing that pile of cattle just beside the road and. Um, the biggest thing about that that's just what we could see from the car from the side of the road i've seen some aerial footage this morning um of a helicopter flew over a dam bank oh my god mate. that's that's believe it or not that's that um that helicopter footage you've seen this morning is the exact same pile of cattle that's the exact same road we ro- rolled in on if you ever go back and have a look at it that's the road we drove in on and that's that pile of cattle we seen on the side of the road all right they've just cleaned, they've just cleaned the rest of the cattle up before we got there oh you're joking yeah, so you can see, if you actually have a look at it, that photo that we've got of all those cattle up on that, that mound of dirt. There was more there. That's the same pile of cattle that they fly over. Oh, mate. 
and then all those dead ones on the road, we were driving in, you could see the stains from where they died on them. Yeah. And so they've obviously gone in there with a the loader and removed them Well, when they opened the road, and they've obviously buried them. But yeah, I was. I was talking to a young father up there on the day, and he said they dug a hole about 17 metres long as deep as your four-wheel drive, and they just kept pushing them in. They couldn't get into, yeah. they couldn't get into Burtown, more so from the cattle, the dead cattle on the road. Yeah. It's just yeah, catastrophic. Yeah, it was, it was something else. And, you know, now there's going to be other problems, like, going forward. Like, there's the possibility of brucellosis that might come in with the feral pigs that will come in and eat those animals. And, oh, yeah. let's pray that it doesn't happen. But tuberculosis is another one that might roll in. And um, I guarantee it's going to turn up is botulism. Like, yeah, we treat cattle for botulism every year, but botulism actually grows in decaying matter. Now, if you've got if these cattle aren't burnt and removed, and it's going to be hard to move them all if they're not moved on, there's going to be a real, real threat of botulism going forward, and that will kill that'll kill a lot of cattle. Just educate us a bit on on the uh, botulism, mate. What what is this? No, it's it's like a muscle breakdown disease. Like the easiest way to describe if you see an animal that's suffering from botulism, it's nearly like them having Parkinson's disease. I guess would be a way I'd describe it. They they lose all momentum and they just stiffen up and it's, well, yeah. it's a terrible disease. Yeah, right. So we're losing, losing tens of thousands of more head just from this. Yeah, and brucellosis and tuberculosis, well, that's just a common disease even in humans, but cattle do get it. And pigs carry it. One in six feral pigs carry it. Now, feral pigs will be there everywhere on those they'd decaying be, animals. They'll be rampant up there at the moment. And now all it takes is a, a pig that's infected to go and wallow in a dam that a cow drinks from when a cow comes in and drinks where that pig was wallowing, boom, they've got bruised lice. Yep. It, it spreads quite quickly. You know, that's that's some of the things that we're going forward we've got to remember. Like, they've got to start to treat these cattle for some very real diseases that might turn up, up there due to this floodwater. The horrors are far from over. The horrors are far from over, mate. It was an epic trip. I can't not thank you enough uh, for taking me along. Tell you what, it definitely uh, opened my eyes up, man. It was, yeah, it was really good. I'll tell you what, brother, there'd be no one else I'd rather share it with. It was, uh, I'm still feeling on cloud nine. I want to go back again. <laughs> oh, mate, we all do. We all definitely do want to go back again. If we can get some funding to get up there and get into it, we'll, we'll definitely have another go. I am um, I am working on it, mate. I've got some big things to make, and hopefully we can get it happening. Um, the generosity uh, you and you know, Cattle King have shown with this is just amazing. And the truck drivers, like, shout out to those truck drivers that done that. Didn't want any recognition. Oh, they just wanted to help out. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that was absolutely amazing. It was, it was right. really good. It was a touching trip. All right, brother. Yeah, it was here and there and everywhere, wasn't it? All it right, was. Mate. Thanks for your time, mate. Much appreciated. I'll, uh, I'll be talking to you again soon anyway. No worries all, brother. Cheers, buddy. Massive shout-out. Massive shout-out to Maddie from Cattle King. I tell you what, mate, you honestly do have a heart of gold. You are the one that kicked all this thing in the gear and made it happen, and bloody proud of you, buddy. That's, that's for sure. It honestly blew me away the amount of knowledge Maddie had uh, when it came to doing these licks and that, you know, he's um, I got a bit, I got a bit emotional at one stage there. I teared up. You know, Matty probably had a dozen uh, farmers around him, and he's teaching them how to use this product and how to get these cattle back in action. And the passion the man had for the land and the farmer and the, and the cattle, it was just unbelievable. And he, you know, he he was going above and beyond to to get whatever stock they had left back in action and and up and up and moving. Uh, you know, he handed out a heap of business cards and said, "You guys, you call me." Any time of the day or night, you know, I'm here for you, and that that was unreal. It was um, it was lovely to see what Maddie was doing there, and 
Yeah, he's definitely a huge credit to Cattle King. But beside every good man is a good woman, and we have got Coxie, MC Sarah. I caught up with Sarah, so uh, Sarah's Maddie's beautiful partner. She keeps everything on the straight and narrow sometimes. She may she may have slipped that up a little bit at the Gregory Hotel. Um, Sarah went to bed, and Coxie came out. <laughs> And Maddie, me and Maddie are very sensible, very sensible lads. Uh, well, it's, it's a new thing we're trying out to be sensible. We went to bed early, but not old MC Coxie. She uh, she let Gregory know. <laughs> she let Gregory know what she was all about and threw a party at the Gregory Pub. And apparently, everyone had a cracking time. I could tell they had a cracking time from the uh, the way they were the next morning. But uh, I caught up with Sarah on the phone earlier today. I didn't get a chance to see her before I left Burktown and. So here's what here's what Sarah had to say about what she um, her experience with the whole thing. All right, party people, I have got MC Coxie on the phone, aka Sarah. Well, we call her MC Coxie because she uh, you recently got your MC license, Sarah. I did. I haven't actually converted it over yet for a very good reason. Because <laughs> I put you to work. Yeah, that's right. Hey, <laughs> right, that was an epic trip up north. What did you think? I loved it. I didn't want to come home. It was unreal, I tell you what. There's mixed emotions. Very mixed emotions. Very sad. Yeah. What do you? Uh, How did you feel when you see those piles of cattle there? It made it real, didn't it? Oh, it was horrible. I've uh, I've only ever seen pictures of it before, like in the 2019 floods. I haven't actually seen it firsthand, so yeah, it was a big eye opener. Considering the ground around it's so flat, and there's just these little high ridges. Well, yeah. Not even high ridges, just little piles of dirt. That something that was just only a foot higher than the natural ground. Yeah, yep. It was um, no, it was bloody sad to see. I seen some aerial footage this morning um, of piles of cattle on a mountain on a on a ridge like that that we seen from the road, and I didn't realise that Maddie pointed out that that was the same ridge. It's yeah, just a lot yep. of the cattle were cleaned up. I'm like fucking, that blew my mind because there were so many when we were there. Yeah, there was heaps. It's just heaps. heartbreaking and. Um, and it's baffling to think that the whole way from Gregory to Burktown was underwater. Isn't it? There's so much land yeah. between there. and But you look across those flats of grass, and like, yeah, the grass is standing, but it's brown. It's just yeah. covered, caked in mud. It is. It needs, like, and any time you say, oh, they need some more rain, everyone looks at you with a horrified look. But if they got a little shower of rain to wash all that mud off that grass... Make a world of difference. It would, yeah. It definitely would, yeah. You can. I see. I heard the um, Maddie and the the other blokes talking about it needs more rain. And I thought the same. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but then you see, <laughs> when you see the grass, you go, shit, they do. It's yeah. like it's like you want to get out your garden hose and start washing the paddocks for them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then if there's anything germinating underneath all that mud and silt, then it's got a chance to come through as well. Yeah, it was nice to see um, the passion that your partner Maddie's got and Cattle King have got for. What they do, you know, with the, with oh, these yeah. with these supplements and the licks and that for the cattle. Like, I had to walk yeah. away when Maddie was Maddie had like you know half a dozen or a dozen um, farmers wrapped around him and he's teaching them you know what to do and how to use this sort of stuff and get the cattle going again. It um yeah. it got me in the feels. <laughs> I got a bit emotional. You know, it's just giving me goosebumps now. Yeah, just just the pure passion the man was talking about. Yeah. Um, and he, it made a difference. Like seeing the footage coming in of they're dropping the licks on the ground and the cattle are just swarming to it, you know and they obviously need it. They do, yeah. They'll be lacking in a lot at the moment. Yeah. And it's sort of, watching that footage of those cattle uh, going to those pods, 
it's made me um, realise we didn't take enough. I know, I know. And all the way up there, I was worried that we didn't have enough, but at least we've given them a start. Yeah. Like, it's, honestly, I don't think it's, it's not a drop in the ocean. When you watch the amount of cattle, they're going to one pod. I went, Jesus Christ, that's, that's going to be done in an hour, if that. Yeah. Hopefully, though, like the way those things are designed... They're designed to only have a certain intake per day, and they will smash it and then probably back for away. a little while, and yep. then eventually they'll back off yeah. a little bit and just take what they need. But that depends too. Like they're obviously starving at the moment, and they're just taking whatever they can get. And there's so many of them. There's yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yep. It was um, it was a great trip. I can't thank you. I said to Mary, thank you so much for inviting me along. I bloody loved it. God, it was a good experience. Right. I'm still I'm still good smiling. Hey? I'm still smiling. I feel like I'm a cloud nine. I just want to go again and do something else. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's what I said to Matt. When was it yesterday? I was like, I'm sad that it's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, nah, it was great. So, what do you what do you think? We got to do a comeback tour. I hope so. Yeah, I, hope I feel we can, like we have to. I feel like we have to too. I hope we can pull it off and we'll yeah. band together and see if we can get Australia on board and get us some funding. And I want to go back, go back in a big way. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. From today, I'm going to start applying for sponsorships for all the big companies that have a process that you need to go through. And yep, very good. See where we see how we go with that. That would be great. All right, Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on, and um, I'll talk to you again, and I'll see you on the next one. All right, sounds good. See you, Jack. Now I didn't, I didn't have the heart, or maybe didn't have the balls to talk to Sarah Coxie about her uh, little shindig party at the Gregory. So I, uh, I did, yeah, I just left that, and I'll, you know, just be a big man behind the speaker and talk about it now. But anyway, we had a cracking time as we uh, moved on to Burktown. Now, a lady by the name of um, Allison, she contacted me on the socials and said, "Look, my son Josh and daughter-in-law uh, Brianna work up there. Um, I would love for you to give them a hug. I'm going to donate you two hundred dollars to give them a hug." And I said, well, Alison, I'll do that for nothing. But if you want to give $200 to the cause, that would be great. We'll put it through, uh, we'll put it into trying to make a difference up here. So that's what I did. I went and checked down uh, Josh and Brianna. They uh, work and live at the Tirana Roadhouse. I met up with their lovely boss, Jill, absolute diamond of a lady. And, uh, yeah, I had a chat with them. So it was um, it was a feel-good moment giving those two a, two a hug and listen to what they've been through. I didn't get a chance to stay around too long, so I gave them a call this morning on the phone. Here's what they uh, here's what they had to say, guys. What they went through in the floods. All right, guys. I got Brianna and Josh from Burktown on the line. How you going, guys? Yeah, good, mate. So. Oh, mate. I'm just living the dream back here in Townsville. It's nice and dry, and I'm in air conditioning. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah. Not at the moment. Sweating it out. Yeah, I tell you what. That was some serious heat up there. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. Pretty crazy times. I couldn't believe the dust from you know a week earlier it was all underwater and now it's just all dust. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy when you walk around you think, how's yeah, some of this underwater? Yeah. It's, it's and it's, just and now it's so dry. Yeah, and the water's all gone. Yeah, yeah. So you guys were there for the whole flood, eh? Yeah, we're here for the whole flood. We um where we were at Tirana, we evacuated there probably a week before because we were having to catch a boat across one of the crossings just to get to work. And then it just kept coming up higher and higher. So, Bloody the boss man said, just move into Burktown. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, and so you didn't get the, you weren't there for the major flooding at the roadhouse? You got you got out before, did you? Yeah, we got out before. We got out probably a week before, yeah. Yeah. So they were saying you got, so you got airlifted out. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they major, major leave your dogs behind. Yeah, we had to leave all the dogs, all the pets, everything that leave it all. Um, the people that were there still, they just they put them up on trucks and there was a few on top of containers and a couple were on a drop deck on one truck and yeah, had to leave them all there. So did that. Um, so how high did the water get there? Did like, that drop deck go into water? So uh, the drop deck, it went pretty much like lap the top of the drop deck, and the drop decks on a hill that was about two and a half meters in the air. Jesus Christ! So it's yeah, it's pretty high. It's so I got friggin' deep, eh? Yeah, all them rivers pretty much linked into one, and it just through that roadhouse was its main fucking river. Like yeah. Just, so how long have yeah. you guys lived up there for? Oh, be coming up three years now. Yeah. I never seen anything like that. Nah, not like that. No, nah. there's stories of back in oh, I don't know when it was 1970. People reckon it reached the roadhouse gutters, and we we're all saying, "Oh yeah, right, that's a lot of water." But this year, it just blew that out of the water. Like, yeah, they're saying. I heard that it blew the 1970 flood out of the water. Yeah. No well, pun intended. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brianna, have you been through something like that before? Any natural disasters like that? Uh, no, never, no. <laughs> a bit of an eye open for you? Yeah, it definitely was. Hope I never have to go through that again. But... Yeah. Were you ever scared for your life in any of this? Um, not really. I was mostly just concerned about my dogs, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my worry. But your, your dogs survived? Yeah, yeah, they survived. They're skinny and they were hungry, but <laughs> yeah. they lived. So how long were you away from the pets for? Uh, five, five days, yeah. They had to defend themselves for five days. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Had, we left a bit of water with them, but no food. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, pretty lucky to get into them when we did. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I don't know how long they can go without eating, but yeah. <laughs> it's um, it was bloody heartbreaking for us when we were rolling in and uh, seeing that pile of dead cattle on the side of the road there. Uh, mm. How's that guys been? Has that been hitting you guys? Yeah, it is. It is tough because you know all them people that run them stations, like they sort of see all them cattle as a pet as well. Like. And I think that is something the uh, the outside world. It definitely opened my eyes up. I can tell you that the outside world yeah. think it's just a piece of steak running around a paddock and they don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. The right. the emotions that I've seen coming out of these farmers when I was up there, like that's yeah, that's yeah. something special to them. That animal, eh? Like they do genuinely care for the animal. Yeah, that's right. That's 100% right. It was, um, yeah, it was very heartbreaking. So, yeah, and even before you come up, well, that's that's only half of what was there. They were all over the road. Like, you couldn't even drive that road. They were just, they were all mobbed up and just dying on top of each other. I was just talking to Maddie earlier about some um, uh, aerial footage I just watched of cattle piled up on a hill. And yeah. I went, holy shit, look at that. Because we only seen what we could see from the road, you know, piled up. Yeah, yeah. And then Maddie goes, yeah. Daniel, that was the same mountain that we seen. Mm-hmm. They just the um the loaders have been in there and cleaned a lot of it up. I'm like, oh, you're joking. Yeah, yeah. That's just mind blowing to think the yeah. the loss of the head is just unbelievable. Yeah, even when you're in the chopper, like they're all just pushed up against like all dead cattle, just pushed up against fences. Like. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. it's shocking. I was talking, mate. There's there's a lot of um, risk of uh, a lot of diseases that could be- break down the cattle um, after yeah. all this. Yeah, like the horrors aren't over. Nah, nah, that's right. It gets into the water and that's it. That's all. Even all food, like when everything starts decomposing, like it's fucking yeah. You know, yeah. All that silt mud and everything, you can get anything out of it. Exactly. So what? What brought you two to um, Bergtown? 
Well, we're working in Townsville, and we just just want to do something different and go remote. See, you went all um, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I come up here first, and then what? Probably three months later, Brianna yeah. come up here, and then we just fell into a good place and been up here ever since. And you love it? Yeah, yeah. It's good fishing, good hunting, good people. Everyone gets around each other. And yeah, yeah. It did look like a tight community. Yeah, you feel like you're part of the community. Everywhere you go, everyone knows you sort of thing. Like, yeah. You and you say you're into your fishing, that Brianna. It's all sort of lifestyle. Yeah, yep. I'm definitely the better fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sad to admit that, but she's yeah. she's the better fish, mate. More patience. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So, what's what are you going to do moving forward? You still got jobs with um the Roadhouse, or what's what's happening for yeah, you guys? Yeah, we're still working for Tim and Jill. Um, just trying to get they're trying to get back on their feet as well as us like yeah they've lost all the machines and building materials and everything so we're just trying to figure out what we can keep going with for the next few weeks until you we can get like bigger materials and that in yeah i think sort of what meeting, meeting you guys made me realize that maybe the the littler ones are getting forgetting too like yeah the farmers have been hit something chronic but there'd be a lot of um ringers and that without a job now i guess yeah, it would be. I mean, coming into wet season, there's not many here anyway. Okay, that's not breaking sort of go, But you do get the odd people that they Stick still stay in. here for the wet season. Sort of yeah, right. Oh, no, good. So what do you guys think you need? Anything we can get happening for you? Oh, it's hard to say. It's All that stuff that you brought up, that was massive help. All that dog food, cattle feed. You just got into it? Everything, yeah, yeah, we've got a bit of stuff out of it. Yeah. And I know Badunga and a few people from Doomji come across and grab it as well. Good, good. Um, you got, yeah, so I was talking to a young fellow there, he put quad bikes on underwater and, um, and, yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, hopefully that oil there comes in handy. You can drain some bikes and hopefully get some things happening again. Yeah, yeah. get them down. It is, it's pretty crazy. You see what the things like air cord and that went under and we was filled with diesel. I filled them out with diesel and you can get them going. But you can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot, lot of the new ones now. The electronics will eventually let go on you because they're all EFI. But um, if you yeah. get some quick enough, you can usually save them. I'm pretty good at putting motorbikes underwater. Yeah, I can't. Just, <laughs> I can't see where I'm going, and for some reason, I always end up in bloody creeks and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great meeting you guys. Thanks for uh, taking the time to talk to me today. I hope things are going to improve for you, and life gets yeah, back to normal yeah. ASAP. So, yeah. is there anything no, you want to? you guys want to say to the world? just thanks for everyone for caring people that do care and the people that are helping me out it means a lot to everyone in the community yeah that's good it's, um, yeah. it is sad to see that the um, it's not really known about no one knows everyone everyone's yeah. asked is, oh, what are you guys doing <laughs> they have no idea yeah. what's going on in Burktown and, yeah that's uh, great. Like, we talk people back home and they still they still don't know they yeah. don't understand the extent of it sort of thing no they don't no and uh, we got I got pretty upset on the way back we pulled into um uh, Clon Curry for the night and I got a motel there and I woke up in the morning and on sunrise top news with all these stories where can babies choose their own gender I'm like oh, let's talk about that next one was uh, interest rates and the last one top top story for sunrise for the week was there was a kitten caught under the bonnet of a car for two hours and I'm thinking you have got to be fucking kidding me yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, you got these people up here in Burgtown lost their friggin' whole everything, <laughs> the whole yeah. world, and we're talking about this fucking kitten under a bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too full on for some people. That, it's that bad they don't want to know about it. Yeah. Some people won't be able to handle it. That's why they don't put it out there. That is very true, Josh. It is the nature of the beast. People like to put their head in the sand when it comes when it gets too yeah. heavy. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I'm planning something big for you guys, and hopefully, I can pull it off, and it's going to bring some good old-fashioned joy to the town when I get there. Um, yeah. So, so stay tuned for the comeback tour, and yeah, uh, yeah we'll we'll run into you again. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. uh, nice, guys. Much appreciated, Bye. eh? See you, bro. See you, Joss. Thanks, mate. An absolute pair of legends there. It was it was heartbreaking uh, rolling into Burgtown and seeing the mountains of dead cattle. It was just could not fathom it. Like it was like, oh my god. And um, you know to hear about the locals saying they actually couldn't get into Burgtown, not so much because of floodwaters, because of the dead cattle all over the bitumen. Um, yeah, un- unreal what they what they're going through there and. There's still so much. You look across the paddocks, and it's just it's just dead cattle everywhere. Very heartbreaking. All right, guys. So I thought it'd be cool to get a mother's point of view because you all know I'm a mama's boy. And uh, when I was up there with Josh and Brianna, they were um, they were put on to me from Josh's mother, Alison. So I've got Alison here on the line. Alison, how are you going? I'm good, thanks. That's the go. So you uh, reached out, donated two hundred dollars. Thank you so much for doing that. It's um, gonna go. Uh, to the next one, we're going to do a comeback tour. So, oh, that's great! Yeah, so you do, you donated two hundred bucks, and you wanted me to give Josh and Browner a cuddle. Um, so I tracked and van and did that for you. How was it for you being being up being? Oh, you're in Townsville, is that right? Yes, yes, we live in Townsville. Yeah. So you're back in Townsville, and just sort of it's all unfolding up in Burgtown with your baby boy. Yeah, yeah, we were feeling pretty helpless. Um, in that you know phone lines weren't working and they were just it, we weren't getting much information the best one was probably the abc northwest queensland on facebook yep um they were giving updates and that was kind of how we were following it but um yeah when we were hearing from the kids it was just yeah heartbreaking listening to everything go on and um yeah just feeling like we were helpless we couldn't do anything how um how old was uh josh and brianna they look like youngins uh, yeah josh is 27 and brianna's 25 yeah right and yeah. um were you sort of what brought him to go on the land he, he loves it up there are you sort of from the same background being on the being on the land like that uh, no we're not <laughs> <laughs> um josh has always loved his freedom of um yeah just being out out in the bush and doing whatever he loves the hunting and yeah. fishing and all that sort of stuff and um yeah he got the job with tim and jill wilson up there and brianna said well you're not going without me so <laughs> she yeah. went to yeah yeah oh very good it's... and um yeah it's a lifestyle they just love the life yeah you reckon he loves it yeah. yeah i got a chance to meet jill um and yeah awesome lady she uh yeah seems to have a soft spot for your son and looking out for him and whatnot. Oh, yeah, that, that was one thing that was good. We knew that they were with good people and, um, yeah, Tim and Jill have sort of taken them in as family, which has been great. Yeah, and, yeah, you can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, um, Jesus, I know if it was my mother, she'd be fretting. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a bit, but then I know that, you know, they're pretty level-headed and, um, I you know, knew they weren't going to do anything silly, and yeah. I guess the hardest part was the dogs. <laughs> yeah, that was heartbreaking. It was. Um, um, I couldn't. I didn't realise that's what they were doing. They getting flown out, but had to leave the dogs behind. Yeah, yeah, and then um, I 
guy in one of the helicopters kept flying over and and checking on them and then they realised there was only one on top of the roof of a truck and yeah I think that sort of made up their mind that they'd lost the dogs but then when Josh eventually got back there yeah they found them so yeah yeah unbelievable oh my, there's, um, it was heartbreaking driving into that town seeing all the dead cattle and um, I bet it was. apparently it was a lot, lot worse uh, than what we saw, the council had actually cleaned up a lot. You couldn't get into Burkdown, apparently. It wasn't so much because of the flood. It was um, the dead cattle yeah. on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just crazy the amount of loss. But, um, no, they look like a resilient pair. They're bloody battle on. They, yeah, they reckon they're not going anywhere. They love it. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they'll, they'll stay there now for a while. And, yeah, I think it's kind of brought everyone together as well. You know, they've all been through it. It definitely has, yeah. I was speaking to a lady in the um, Gregory pub, and she yeah. said she like she goes terrible as all this has been. She's made new friends out of it, and like she said, there was well, a neighbour, right. there was a neighbour that she just never associated with, never had anything against or anything, just never sort of yeah. spoke to them. But now they're t- you know, they're besties. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that, that's it, right. It has brought a lot of people together, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I think it has, and you know, once again, communities like that always come together. Yeah. Um, that's what sort of saves them all and yeah it's, it's great to see um compared to the cities where no one really you know gives a damn i think um yeah it's, up there and, and in communities like that it's humanity is still around yeah it has been it's been sad to see or not see that the it's not very known what's going on up there unless you search for it no one knows no i know even with our family and friends you know once we sort of put it out that josh and brie were were in trouble um everyone was like oh what's going on yeah you know so yeah that part too was sort of yeah it's not um yeah not good no it's not right but anyway well um i'm gonna i'm gonna but gonna do a comeback tour and i'm gonna try and come back in a big way so um very good better luck we make make a bit more of an impact when we go up there so yeah have you been up there yourself yes we have we went up there last august we sort of did a trip went up um greenvale way and croydon and all of that and stayed in stayed with them at the tarana springs roadhouse for three days and yeah it was great that's awesome to see well what it was like and now yeah now it's gone it's not yeah (laughs) well you'll have to stay back for uh, stay tuned for a comeback tour and you might be able to uh you're free you can pitch along for the ride yeah that'd come, be great come for a lap so. yes. alright Alison thanks for taking the time to talk to me mate I wanted to see what it was like from the mother's point of view and uh, yeah that was very all. good and thank you for doing it it's, it's been great no nah, no worries I'm at all I'm sure you brought joy to a lot of people up there so. yeah I hope so I hope so I'll um now that I've got my head around it all and sort of what we're going into next I'm sure the next one's going to be even better so yeah yeah, yeah that's right so no worries. All right, Alison, thanks for your talk, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, great. Thank See you. you. And that was a legendary Alison, the legendary mother of legendary Josh. So, guys, in the lead-up to this week of going away to Burktown, I spent a fair bit of time with the Cattle King team, and I spent a fair bit of time with Warren, the owner of Cattle King. Now, Warren is a very straight man. He's very talks very proper, very professional man. Now, obviously, I'm none of those, none of those things at all. And uh, Warren's staff were a little bit nervous, a little bit nervous about Dan coming on the scene because, you know, me and my mouth and the shit I say, I don't really have a filter. But Warren took it like a champion. 
His staff don't know just how freaking deadly he is. Honestly, the man should be green because he's fucking mint. And there was one word I couldn't get the man to say. I tried. I tried all week for Warren just just say fuck. For Christ's sake, Warren, just say fuck. But he wouldn't. It was bleeping this or or God darn or something like that. But I managed. I managed to get him to slip up. I slipped him a little uh, little sticker of the blind man's. Hashtag Far King Mint. So Warren, just read that out loud for me, mate, would you? And I got him. I got him good. When it comes to Warren, that man needs a shout-out. He needs a shout-out and a half. At the end of the day, holy moly, did he put his hand in his pocket to make this thing happen, to make this mission to Burktown happen. Warren, you're a dead set legend, mate. This episode and the next one after that is definitely brought to you by Cattle King in Serena. Guys, if you're chasing the ultimate feed to boost your livestock, get on the Cattle King, give them a buzz, and find out how they can help you because I tell you what, they are helping people left, right, and center this last week, and it's bloody unreal to see. All right, Legends, I'll leave you with uh, a few clips from my week with Warren, and I'll tune to you next week. Well, that's changing gears, Warren. <laughs> trying to hold me in. Oh. I'm worried about it. <laughs> Holy shit, you know why this trolley's green? Anyone? Anyone? No, we can find him. No, because it's fucking mint, Warren. Jesus, just say it once. Warren is buying a shit ton of brooms. Maybe we'll just get a can of Warren, I couldn't help that you picked green brooms. Why are they green, Warren? Because they're mint. Because they're what? <laughs> they're, they're mint. What sort of mint are they, Warren? The best. <laughs> He'll buckle. He'll get him. I'll get him. Just having a chat with me, mate Warren here. Now Warren is very well spoken. He doesn't swear. <laughs> so the poor bastard must be squirming in his seat sitting beside me. I got your present. Just read that oh. read that out there for us, mate. Oh, thanks, man. Let's read that one. What's that say? Blind man Dan. No, what's the what's the green that green part say? Parking mint. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I'd get him to say it eventually. <laughs> she was blinded by the light. Down, but you never got touch, it's gonna make it to the night.